Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is Travis, and this is actually the last reoccurring weekly episode of Fireteam Chat. And uh, just at the top of the show, I I wrote a little something. We have some guests later. We have a lot of surprises for this episode, so please hang out. But I just wanted to uh, extend my thanks to everybody who has watched. So uh, I've had the pleasure of hosting Fireteam Chat since 2015. That's seven calendar years of my life talking about destiny. When Jose Otero, myself, and Alfredo Diaz talked about giving this a shot, I never would have, in my wildest expectations, expected it to do this well or go for this long. But we did one episode, then two, and now we're at episode 300. And the reason we kept it going this long is because you kept watching. So thank you. Uh, I want to thank every single person who's ever watched this show, left a positive comment, or asked why CJ wasn't on the YouTube banner yet. Uh, It has been an absolute pleasure working on this for you, and you're the reason we kept it going this long, the reason that I would record it during my personal time sometimes, or just work on the back end to make sure that the episode went up Fridays at 5. You've been nothing short of amazing, so thank you. To our many guests and co-hosts over the years, thank you for joining the show. To everyone at GuardianCon, GCX, thank you for having us on your stage. And to everyone who's met us in person at that event, thank you for saying hello. Um, You sometimes don't realize how much of an impact you have until you meet people in real life. Uh, Some of you have watched since high school, I've, I've seen over the last few weeks. Some of you have had children watching this show myself included. (laughs) Uh, All I can say is that I hope you felt like you were part of our fire team while listening to the show. The goal is always to present the show as friends, sitting down to discuss the latest TWAB or to help me through my weekly vault space therapy session. So I hope you felt like you were a part of the crew. While the weekly show may be ending, we will likely bring it back for major announcements, but this is a special send off for something we built together, us, you, and thank you for that again. Thank you to those of you who had the shows back from the start, namely Fran and Pear, to name a few, my co-hosts at the beginning. Uh, without those two believing in it though, without Jose and Alfredo, then Sean and Fran, then CJ and Steven, and then Paul, Brian and Travis, the show wouldn't have existed. Um, I'm humbled and thankful for all of you wanting to talk destiny with me and making me part of your weekly traditions. Now let's complain about Destiny one last time for the weekly format, Travis. Maybe not maybe yeah. not complain, but let's let's celebrate what's going on this week one last time. And yeah. uh you you've developed a one show and you have a few surprises for me. I do. So why don't you yeah, take so it away from here? We're gonna start off with something a little different. We will get back to doing news and talking about the recent stuff that happened in Destiny uh and some extra surprises. But first, 
I would like to uh, cut to a Q&A session, and we're going to have some special guests. So here we go. Welcome to our segment, our Q&A on Fireteam Chat. We have some returning panelists here, and what we've done is uh, gotten some questions from the community that we're going to have them answer. And so welcome uh, to my guests here today. We've got our beloved returning cast members, Fran Mirabella. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Gra uh, Fran Latin Grimes. <laughs> yes. We've got CJ Gibson as well. What's happening? Good to be back. And again, uh, congratulations, Destin. Destin's got, you know, he's a baby now, his father. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy to do this. Yep. And then we've got uh, Steven Rio. C team. C team. <laughs> Still repping Malkowitz. as always. And then uh, you know the rest of the panel. It's myself, Ty Guy Travis, McClunky. Uh, we've got Destin Laguerre. Hi. You know him. And uh, Paul Tassi, <laughs> our, our friend at Forbes. Hello. There he is. Good to be here. Cool. So guys, we have a pretty full house here. Uh, I'm just going to dive right into it. And uh, I pulled these questions from the community. Some of them came from Twitter. Some of them were people who reached out to me directly but since I put out a call uh, for questions. The first one I have is for CJ. I think you probably knew this question was going to happen at some point during the show, uh, which is uh, Carlos Distis asked on Twitter, uh, what is it like working on Bungie? Can you tell us about uh, some anecdotes of, of making the transition or working there? Uh, for those of you who don't know, CJ worked at Bungie for a while, which was kind of crazy because he was on Fireteam Chat before then. So uh, he's kind of our, our connect. There so, you go. Well, it, it was it, it was very cool, obviously. A tremendous amount of talent at the studio. I think, uh, so Fran Destin and I had been there before on early, um, IGN first, I'm, I'm blanking. I was like probably early 2007, late King. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, even so Destin way back for Destiny 1. Sorry, I meant uh, but, 17, well, yeah, for Destiny 2. I was, I was there for the alpha with Brian and um, James Faulkner. Right. Oh, wow. That was the first time I ever went there. That was before the game was out with Ryan McCaffrey. Right, right. And so I was there in Wait. 2017, uh, just pre-Taken King with you guys. And so it was awesome. Obviously, tons of talent at the studio, a lot of history. I think when you're obviously media going into that, the first feeling you have is you're going through and you're like, is somebody going to stop me? And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of BTS <laughs> stuff like, where, yeah, where you're looking at it and you're going, I shouldn't be seeing this. And for the first like month or two, I absolutely felt like that. There was just a lot of stuff in development. And you know, obviously can't share those details, very secretive, but uh, a lot of stuff that I had been, um, you know, looking at behind the scenes, all out now, Beyond Light, Shadowkeep, uh, but it was really cool. So just the first few days, weeks, you just kind of walk around the studio and you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. But, uh, you know, there's amazing people there. And obviously, you know, we're all fans of Destiny because of all the passion and energy they put into the game. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Did you just awesome. walk around going spoilers, spoilers? Ah, yeah, that's, in that's my why mind. you had to leave, right? <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to. He didn't want to see. Like, it. well, listen, I, I was like, okay, I, I you know, I, I can't say this, I can't say that. So it does, it does change the dynamics of obviously conversations because, uh, you know, I still watch the show every now and then, and when I did, I was like, oh, oh yeah, off the one. See, just the but one that created stasis. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, when he first got on the show today. He was wearing his Destiny three shirt, and I was like, "CJ, that's right." <laughs> Take that off. All me, yeah, no, but uh, yeah. When, when you start understanding the people who are involved, like um, you know, like who who does the world art, and you think of you know, for for me, like I think of names. So as as you look at like the activity side of the game, you look at the you know the systems of the game, you know, and obviously I think people know like the usual suspects, you know, Lars, Mark, Luke. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of people who've been there for a number of years, Steve Cotton, Scott as well. Um, you know, but there's so many people behind the scenes. And I think that was the most amazing thing when you just walked around, you're like, oh man, it takes a lot to make yeah. a game like that. See how and many people a, are back there. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I assume that's probably the extent to which you can tell us about your time at Bungie. So uh, we'll that's leave it pretty there. much there were, it. Yeah, <laughs> cannot believe you confirmed Old that. Chicago. Thank you. I, <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you just did. Right, get the yep. get the headline ready. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, another a topic that came up a ton when I put out a request for questions was a lot of people remember the very infamous, and I was a listener back when this happened, the infamous uh, debate between Destin and Fran about power per hour uh, from The Last Wish. And uh, the one question that I thought was really uh, would be fun to discuss was from Mark Wonton, uh, who on Twitter asked, in retrospect, who won the power per hour debate? Do you stand by your stance on that issue? And do you think now that you've had some time to process it, who was right in that discussion? I think we're all still losing that battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I can say this about uh, Last Wish and that, that race. That will go down in history as one of my favorite raid races ever. I We finished in the top 100. I'm really, really proud of what our team was able to accomplish. And uh, I don't think any raid ever recaptured that feeling. Maybe because uh, we never placed this highly. Get the top hundred again. <laughs> yeah, we never got the top one hundred again. But man, Last Wish was really, really a special raid that I, I really, really enjoyed, and uh, that's that's my stance on it. I think that's the perfect segue into it. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know that anybody won or lost it. Um, to refresh folks, the conversation was, you know, Destin and I, full time jobs and more at IGN. Um, I was putting in five sometimes six hours a night, staying up till 3 a.m. Destin was doing roughly the same, but he was playing at work as well. But regardless, um, he put in a ton of time. Um, I think inevitably more hours than me. But the point is I had put in a lot. I put in something like 50 hours to prepare for Last Wish. And and then there was a pinnacle bug or two, and there was some other issues that uh, we just couldn't progress because of power. And I was like, man, how many hours do I have to play to prepare for this raid? So that's what it was all about. It was the beginning of talking about how do we get to contest actually and I, it's funny i always think about going back to the episode i was talking about i'm like i wish they just had a system for this like this grind to like you know fix it so we don't have to worry about power and they eventually addressed that you know about a year later so i felt vindicated that you know they were listening to of course to the you know maybe to us but also everybody in the community saying look i got a job and the other thing that they did is raids are on Saturdays a lot now. And again, that, not everybody works and lives at the same time, but that was huge. Two things that I look at as vindicated and won that battle for me. Like they've looked <laughs> at power per hour, I think. I think somebody's got that number at Bungie. I would love them to share it someday, what they expect you to do. You know, I still track it, by the way. I'm known as the spreadsheet guy um, because <laughs> anytime there's a big release, I'm tracking like how many – on the average, not optimal. When you watch a YouTube video, they tell you how fast you can do it in 20 minutes, but they don't count, you know, going to grab lunch and sleeping and everything in between. But um, in any event, it was a super fun discussion. And uh, I think that is my favorite episode. It was I, heated, I think so but too. So much fun. Yeah. yeah, like it was It was that moderation. That was the first time I got a chance to go, okay, I'm, I'm hearing both of you. You're kind of saying the same things, but you're just both in different spaces in a way. And now that yeah, no, Destin I was a, really disagreeing with that. Well, I know that, but it's like that now that Destin has a child, yeah, like Destin has a baby now. It's hilarious to have this conversation yeah. and watch all these shows now with this context. Because yeah. so, Is it, is it I mean, hard to do these things, Destin, now that so there's a child in the equation? 
No, uh, you know what? I recently did Vault of Glass week one, and I have a child. So there you go. How I managed to do it, but they've they've also changed the system. The systems are different. That's true. I will will give you this one. Doing well, I will give you this one, Fran. Doing it on a Saturday is the right move. Like a weekend raid is great. Like there's no arguing that. I don't think. I think last week was to draw it though, right? Saturday morning. To, to draw it full circle, though, I was mad. That I still can't convince him to this day. I'm like, of course you were fine with it because you finished it. Had you not, <laughs> had you not placed in the top 100, you would have been bitter as heck, and you would have complained to say, But that's how Destin is. He's happy because he's happy. Open not up old wounds. Wow, it's like minutes, we yeah. just picked it right up off that episode, and we're still. I know. I know. Yeah, it's you not had because to bring of it like the teamwork or like the hours, the hours we put <laughs> in or, or like figuring it out before, you know, most of the other people. And it's none of that. Yeah. It's definitely just because. Just I saying, had anything gone wrong, would have been a bitter pill to swallow after all those hours. But <laughs> Fair enough. Isn't this great, Steven? Wait, like, Fran, who did you raid with? Who did you raid with, Fran? Yeah, didn't I, I you throw? I got it. You, I you LFG'd a team. Let me refresh the record. I'm pretty sure you LFG'd it. It was hundred. Do not spread. No, it was a team I played with a lot. It was like Michael and Click It. The people I had been playing with. Well, that's that's the problem right there. You had Click It on your team. It wasn't about not finishing. God, it was about how fifty hours, and I didn't have enough power. It was so out of control. I was under leveled. I feel that. Uh, Okay, so Stephen, I got a question for you now. Oh yeah. Uh, A a fan of yours on Twitter, uh, Darth Yolo five one five asks. Are you the best PV player on Fireteam Chat? And who on this panel do you think would give you the biggest run for your money in a 1v1? PvP? Yeah. Uh, so, I think, yeah, I'm definitely the best PvP player on PC. <laughs> uh, Interesting answer. The person, the person that's given me, or that would give me the most trouble is definitely CJ. Mm, I've lost to CJ okay. maybe twice. Absolutely. How many times I, have you beaten times. him? I don't remember how many times I've beaten him, though. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. Now. I mean, so close in a spreadsheet. So, I, ironically, the two times that we were playing, I was recording for a show, and so I beat Steven on camera two times. But, yes, I will concede that we would often play one-on-one to just sharpen our PvP skills, test out, like, IS Luna, you know, Ace of Spade range, whatever else we were it's doing. And then it was a... Telesto, yeah, just you know, the on the two weekend. times, the two times CJ beat me, it was the uh, Mida sidearm meta. Oh, it was, and I last hoped him and sniped him last to death. Hope. It was That's great. What it was. Last it was hope. fantastic. Yep. Yeah, you you can watch it. it it's it's there's a replay of it somewhere, it. I think, in a uh, hockey. <laughs> That's episode. how often it happens. <laughs> like entombed in a museum nearby. No, but but Steve, Steven absolutely is like a you know a very like very competitive skilled pvp player it was one of those reasons why when we were playing destiny super early on where we just met and he reached out to fran and i to do a trials run early on so the connection to steven to ign was actually through playing pvp and trials so you know it's crazy to think about that just you know coming full circle and now you know it was it was just we all hang out now trials yeah good old that's trials. awesome so you guys met yep. through the game and then he ended up working with you guys absolutely yeah, yeah. through france stream yeah, yeah. that's crazy like, ping yeah, yeah i think it was wasn't it yeah, when it was. i was playing trials yeah, yeah. <laughs> with cj yeah. i think probably yeah Fran, Which, our uh, friend was like assessing him up going like oh i need like you know some people to help me out but i know <laughs> he's he was valuing like the skill level of these people's like well, no, I, I, I remember time. funny story i remember i was always that, looking for the carry i remember the <laughs> yeah. first time i was in france stream 
And I was I was a fan of France, so I was like, Fran, you wanna play trial sometime? And then he goes, Well, I don't know, I usually have a team. I I need to see your KD first. Um, <laughs> and then there was like a command in the shot. I didn't say it like no, that. No, you did. No. You totally did. And there was a <laughs> no, command. I did not. There was a command in your channel where you could like look up someone's KD. So I typed yeah. my name in. And, and it said like 2.3 or something. Everybody's like, oh, well, I think I've got time okay, okay. now if you want to play. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. It was all about the time. Absolutely. Man. I was like, yeah, I wanted to know that the carry was likely to happen. Dude, trials was so frustrating, especially I was not very good. I, you know, absolute worst player, but I was not very good. And uh, thank you for the carry stuff. We get it. You're good. It, ha it happened later. I took him out first. I was like, oh, I got this guy. Yeah. Let's go, Steven. <laughs> Good time. Uh, Fran, you've gotten a lot better. And CJ, thanks for that school loss carry in PVE, by the way. Way back <laughs> when. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't wow. sure if I was going to get the school job loss. at IGN after that. <laughs> One I of think the few times I rage quit. We were stuck on school loss for, what, an hour and a half? <laughs> I think so. And I think it was like arc burn. And so there was a couple times where terrible. you could actually, yeah, you could like, um, there's like, like there was a containment chamber where you could like swap people in and out like after a wipe. And so I yeah, think so I had came in and I was jumping in for a little bit and Destin, I, I wasn't working at the time at IGN and I was like, Oh, Destin, uh, maybe I'll connect with them. Maybe, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a good destiny session here. Gosh, <laughs> that did not go well. Totally rage quit. Didn't hear from him for a few weeks after. So, but I mean that like, that's kind of standard destiny. Good thing we already when, knew each other. Yeah. When you, when you have those moments, you just need a little space apart, you know, you'll, you'll mend the relationship after, but sometimes it just takes a little time. <laughs> that's awesome. So speaking of people that uh, have met through the game and through Fireteam Chat, uh, one of the questions we got a lot, and uh, hey underscore Blaze on Twitter wanted to ask Destin if Teddy actually exists. Nope. Next question. Teddy. Nope. Next question. Ooh. All right. Not a real person. He's been in a bunch of Sebastian. photos with us. Like, yeah. <laughs> Who? He, someone's really got a Photoshop <laughs> out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Teddy. <laughs> Uh, no, but real, real question that we had. Um, one, one person, uh, F5 all day, wants to know how much vault space is enough, Destin? Like, you've been asking for vault space <laughs> forever, right? They want to yeah. know how much is enough. Like, what, what Bungie, point will please. you be like, all right, there's now an, enough vault space? Oh, I've got Let me answer. say, Destiny is not the only game that suffers from this problem. It's like a mechanics issue that's sort of a holdover from just game design that I really feel like we should be able to address. Being able to put, like, something in your collection is one that's been suggested for years. I would love that. Just... And uh, I think Destiny's gotten a lot closer to having something like that. I know I've went through now with now with transmog as controversial as it is. At least there is a system to retain your armor, right? So, how many spaces is enough? Infinite. Like honestly, it just shouldn't be a thing, <laughs> in my opinion. Awesome. It's funny. We mostly yeah, the vault man is a rough space. I think it gives your gear meaning, but think of the yeah. last time we had we had an update to the vault is kind of crazy. Yeah, so like, what do you think about that, Fran? Because like with vault space, should it be infinite or is it a, a intentional game design choice to make you make choices about what you keep? To make you, you delete roles that you have, that you chase new roles because they want in part you to not use old stuff and we see them making us chase new stuff. Um, but you can't have infinite space, otherwise nothing has meaning. Um, well, that's what sure sunsetting was going to do. Was sunsetting was going to force you to clear everything out yeah. for the most part, and now it's like, well, 
guess we probably do need some more space at this point because otherwise, you know, we're going to yeah. cap out really quick and we're sunsetting. So I, I think they're we'll counting see. on the new role meta stuff to hopefully yeah. solve that. It's like, wow, this is a dead. And that's the thing that I'm getting at because whatever quick draw doesn't work as well anymore or whatever they do, you finally get to the point you say, I'm going to delete that hand cannon, but then you chase a new one. And that's where they want to have. And then they rebuff quick draw, and you're like, "No, I shouldn't have deleted." That's it. right. And yeah. you chase the new one, but it right. actually comes with a new perk, like yeah. frenzy, or whatever, and that makes it worth it. And there it's needs a, to. It's a, yeah, I think I think 750 is a good number. Or even I know it's not enough. Find you like seven nine nine nine. Yeah, seven seven seven. So I'm super yeah. OCD about my vault. Like I'll delete anything that I know I'm never going to use, including like armor pieces. And I'm always hovering around 480 out of 500, which is wow, forcing you. Yeah, and once Witch Queen comes out, that number is going to balloon for sure. <laughs> oh, Steven, you're, you're, you're wearing the Destiny Two shirt, Stephen. I just noticed that. Uh, yeah. My vault is, I think, at 499. I have one space, <laughs> so I can transfer things through dim back and forth as required. So it's, uh, I mean, it, it's it's so funny listening to these conversations because. I now understand what happens. <laughs> so, uh, studio reaction. Yeah, and but but it's interesting. I mean, these challenges I think have been there, um, you know, for Destiny for a long time. And and the biggest thing is, if you think even back when Destiny One was around, uh, you know, in, in the early part of the game without Dim, uh, and, and some of those like you know third party things, even the Bungie app, like. Um, you know, just those small system updates, like, oh, you don't need to go to the tower now and you can go right to a different destination. Like there's been so many improvements because every improvement requires new challenges, new things. Um, you know, it, you're right. Like, oh, you, you buff this, you nerf this. It will always be that game that's evolving. And so I've definitely accepted that. What I like more vault space? Absolutely. Um, but I yeah, mean, but like that, that is destiny, right? I think you're being very nice about it, but the vault is not evolving. We're not oh, getting new filters. No. There's no new systems. It's stuck at 500. Do we want like more space? Absolutely. Now, so. we, we need more space. I would advocate for that as well, too. More I, features, I think, too. Well, yeah. But I think, well, even I though they, they've different. readjusted the UI sometimes, right? Like you can search them from rarity and <laughs> rarity. Who, yeah. who does that? Yeah. But, but there is a lot of, yeah. There, like think about how many times the UI has changed. Like there's obviously even been like quest log changes. There's been. You know the battle pass got introduced. Yeah, you know, shadow keep. So there's the just a number of systems that, that change. But yeah, but you're right. Would I like more vault space? Absolutely. I don't think anybody's like you know. Yeah, argue that one. yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of improvements uh, to Destiny, uh, one of the questions was about uh, how over the years this panel has asked many things of Bungie. Sometimes <laughs> looking into the camera and going so far as to say Bungie, please, which is the old <laughs> uh, the old internet uh, request. <laughs> Uh, and the question was, how many Bungie please requests on Fireteam Chat have actually come true over Oh, I got, I got, I and got to introduce the segment, we actually have a clip from another guest, uh, which we are ready to roll. Let's roll it. What's up, Fireteam Chat? It's me, Sean Finnegan, <laughs> aka The Shark, back to weigh in on some Destiny like the good old days. I've been asked by CJ to come on and address a very specific issue, and that's that Bungie integrated transmogrification. What? After all these years of me talking about WoW on Fireteam Chat, it looks like they finally listened and put in a feature that everyone wanted, and now we don't have to look dumb while we level up. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I wanted to congratulate the hosts of Fireteam Chat on wrapping up the weekly format of the show. Uh, Y'all know that Fireteam Chat for me was such a big part of my time at IGN and I love it and I love the game and I love the community and I love that 
the show was such a big part of that community. Uh, it was really a special thing. So thank you for all of that. Best of luck to y'all in the future. And to all the rest of you Guardians up there, eyes up, get good, Guardians out. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, uh, uh, sharks. The, the, the sharks looking a little gray. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've, we've all aged a little bit, but uh, I got a chance. It's like the Macho Man in the show. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you something. Get good. Transmog has yeah. finally come. But uh, uh, it, it was good to catch up with Sean just a little while ago. For, for everybody else uh, who's waiting, there it is. Uh, which I've done that probably. <laughs> I think I like a few thousand times. I mean, between Doug and, and Sean, I think they've all mentioned wow on the show. I like I lost count. I used but, to have a um, bell for it that I would hit yeah, on my phone like, sometimes. Ding. Ding. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was good. And Sean and I just caught up like uh, a few days ago. And when I hit him up, he was obviously busy, but um, yeah, sent a little message. So, uh, you know, he didn't do the chomp. It's like, bro, he didn't do the chomp. <laughs> that was like his chomp. thing. Yeah. Chomp, chomp. chomp. chomp, chomp. Well, I, I have one and it's fairly recent for me. And it's, it's very like, I was, very much an advocate for not doing sunsetting from day one and i got a ton of crap for it so for them to say yeah okay that's a bad idea and get rid of it i was very very happy about that i like what they're doing instead and you know we'll see how everything goes in the future but i'm very happy that sunsetting did not happen nice yeah Steven, um, did i'll you say have i one? did i mean oh, this i don't know if this is like a specific bungee please but i i've really been hoping over the months and years that they would figure out different ways to tell stories in game rather than having just us read the lore all the time. Clearly, especially the last three seasons, they have really elevated that and figured out a ton of different ways to tell story uh, culminating in, I mean, this week alone is probably one of the best story weeks we've ever seen from the game. So they have really improved by leaps and bounds there. So that's been been very cool to see. Awesome. Um, I've, if I hope someone from Bungie is watching this because I want to <laughs> say thank you so much for finally allowing us to preview every shader in the game oh, at once. Yes. <laughs> I've been asking for this for, I think, a couple years now. It was mind-boggling to me that you could only preview the amount of shaders that you had on your character, and you had to either transfer or dismantle your shaders to pull in other shaders to preview, and now you could just look at them all yeah. at one time, and it's glorious. I think I spent. Yeah, you had to apply it. <laughs> I've spent. One, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I've spent more hours looking at shaders this season than actually playing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Stephen. Between Stephen and Fran, there's the tower casuals and that whole fashion game that I've never seen two people do that as much. Oh as those god, guys. it's the it's the greatest quality of life improvement ever. So yeah. is, uh, is has Destiny replaced uh, the friend game as the <laughs> end game? Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. Amazing. Okay, uh, let's jump into some questions about. Oh wait, do we have one more? Oh yeah. Okay, sorry, I forgot about this question, uh, which which I kind of gave you guys a preview of. But uh, Manio on Twitter uh, wants to know how long has it taken all of the past and current members of Fireteam Chat to get added to the YouTube banner? for Fireteam chat uh, and CJ, you're shaking your head. I think I know you have an anecdote here. I, I think Destin was just upset at me that time we couldn't beat, uh, you know, that Prison of Elders out. match. So <laughs> he uh, kept him off the banner. I didn't, I didn't really care or think about any of that stuff, oh. but, but, but it, it turned into like a funny joke. And then the, it culminated. And I think at the time when Sean left, uh, Destin actually put the FTC banner over my face or something like that in the thumbnail, <laughs> yeah. which everybody had a, a really good laugh at. But. <laughs> 
I was definitely so the longest, funny. like a, a year and a half. I think I'd been on the show, but I did start as like a replacement because at the time, Jose, way back when, shout out to Jose, uh, who was initially the host, I, I maybe for like a few days before Destin took over. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to jump on the show and and be involved. And so my first episode was actually when Destin and I think Sean, you were at an event, and Fran and I and Bife actually were on it. It was like a Valentine's Day one. I remember. Um, so that, I, yeah. I, I was yeah. like the rotating guest who came in and out. So I never thought anything of it because to me it was just like oh, it was like Sean Destin in france so yeah I, I didn't really think about it but then it just turned into a joke after a while yeah well, but that's the best part was i know destin thinks the same it's like you're on the show every week fine like we'll put you on the bat we gotta submit a design request and get <laughs> exactly. it up there. like fine but like whatever you're literally on the video on the show every you know week but yeah i literally just to google it thing. to like check and sure enough He's i didn't girl. make the cut but the fact that i didn't even know that until right this moment <laughs> oh fall. Not, uh, i'm not i'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. that offended <laughs> uh, well, one of these Took me two years, Paul. So two years. Uh, so. Destin, Destin really yeah. liked me, so he added me within like a month of me <laughs> on the show. But funny story. I don't know if I'm sure. Maybe some of the audience doesn't know this. The getting added to the banner is not a good thing because everyone who gets added to the banner leaves the company. Oh yeah. Uh, very I said that in the very group, yeah. soon. It's it's yeah. almost like. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but in the NBA, there's a coach of the year award. And every time a coach wins that, they get fired within two years. <laughs> so Dude, it's almost so that. There's that in the, in the chair. So I think I actually pinned or liked a comment where um, when Fran left, uh, somebody said like, oh, yeah, like that's the chair. Nobody sit there. And then Sean sat in that chair and then he left. And then I sat in the chair. And I, <laughs> that's what's going on. It's that like middle section. Uh, yep. For the, a bad for the chair. Before. Um. So a few funny stories about that. A, I kept CJ off the banner as a joke, like an internal joke, as long as I possibly <laughs> I could. And then after a while, I was like, all right, the joke's run its course. It's been a few years. I guess we can have it. And then he quit. <laughs> I, I was there for a few months. When, when I added Brian, I actually originally photoshopped in a very tiny Brian face in the far right-hand corner. <laughs> I and I told him what, you're on the banner. It's so like that. that's just sort of how I joke around with everybody mm. behind the scenes, you know. Well, because uh, Brian didn't for, even Brian was like a producer in the background, never wanted to yeah. come on usually unless it, you know he he was available. He still doesn't want to come on. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the show. Yeah. And then uh, for the IGN page, we have like a page for Fire Team Chat. I just never updated it. Is it it's still, still I think it's still me, Fran, and Sean, and maybe CJ got it added. Oh, uh, it is. It's the it's the one I tweeted. It's like where we're like every you said I was yeah. like looking into the camera sultry and you guys are holding the last word. It's like it's basically like a desperate housewives shot of all of us. So it's really <laughs> Yeah. So I just left it. I just thought I just thought it was funny. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm a jerk. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> No, Dude, it's it, it was it was funny. Fran, it, is that is that your pose, Fran? Turn it. He's looking. I was trying to remember right the exact yeah, URL that we have for those other video series pages. I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, good. Funny, all good fun. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, to wrap up the section talking about the show, uh, before we jump into some questions about Destiny, um, the last question is: What's your best memory? of being on Fireteam Chat, if there's any anecdotes we can throw out there besides not getting placed on banners or uh, shouting at each other about power per hour. The uh, best David? episode, though? No, the, the best, best memory episode. or the best episode? Best, the, your best memory. But... Well, I, I could start. There's, there's a few really easy ones that I could talk about off the top of my head. Fran 
and uh, going to Guardian Con. First, like I'm actually kind of shy at first when I'm in big settings like that. Uh, so we went to Guardian Con and I think Fran and I went to the chicken wing place next door. And I'm like, you know, I don't think anyone's going to recognize me. I just I just want to get some wings and sort of hang out with the community. And everybody recognized, recognized both of us and they were coming up and saying hello. And it's, it's just a really humbling experience. And then getting to go back to Guardian Con and GCX and just get to hang out with the community. That's definitely something that will always be special, a special memory in my mind, because later on, it was like me, Fran, CJ, and Steven, and we would share a, a, a Airbnb or something, you know, and uh, just just a lot of good times, times there. Getting to hang out with the community is is really special. And for the last one, I actually went with my wife. So that was cool. She had a great time. Awesome. She was cool. like, oh, Paul, do you have any? Celebrity. Yeah, well, that builds <laughs> off that one because that was I, I was in the audience for uh, the last one where you, where you came with your wife and um, seeing you guys up on stage. And then like a year later, I was actually invited to be on the show. So it was kind of wild to make that transition as I'm sure Travis can relate to this too, where just going from, you know, longtime fan to actually being invited as guests, then being invited back to kind of be a recurring co-host. And it's been really fantastic. And like, I've been watching all of you guys over the years. So even being here right now is, is pretty surreal with you. And it's, it's been a lot of fun to uh, take part in. <laughs> Paul so humble. He's super famous. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're like the Destiny guy now, Paul. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah, the guys, the guys on fire. Memeing on Twitter. Yeah, it's not right. and it was no, it was, it was cool for you guys to like come in and keep it keep it going. I mean, it was you know we've all had I think special memories. So it was uh, yeah, it was neat to see the transition part of it. Yeah, it's hard to beat GCX and people you know meeting you know friends of the community and fans of the show and all the above. And um, so yeah, it's going to be hard to top that one. I, I still from a memory, you know, point of view, like the show is all in fun and the power per hour, last wish discussion, all that. Those were some of the just most fun episodes for me because I think every time we did it, people would actually think we're like, we were mad at each other. And I, as you see, like, I like to have a spirited discussion. Uh, when people disagree, I like to, I'll talk it out till we're blue in the face, you know? And, and so for me, the, the last wish discussion was really good. The follow up as well, I believe, where we like set up the debate. It was still weird, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, like kind of a little like it was a good setup, but it wasn't quite authentic. Like we were sort of assigned partners to debate the topic, but um, it was <laughs> a really Renee, fun time. right? It was great. Having yeah, Andrew yeah. on the show. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. CG, anything? And for she you? never came back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her invite lost, right? She was never added to the banner, so she's yeah, like, exactly. uh, I have one more. I, I'm surprised uh, you guys didn't bring up. C CJ, did you have one you wanted to go with, though? You know what? Not not specific. I think that just looking back, just just but being part of the Destiny community um, and, and everything, just just interacting. I remember when we produced um, episode 100, and we had DJ and Chris Barrett on. So even even stuff like that, like looking way back having Bungie involved in the shows was always cool. We talked to them at E3, um, you know, sometimes with Deej, sometimes with other developers. And so, yeah, j just those interactions and, and even like the Destiny 2 reveal and Gamescom. So yeah, there, there's too many to name, but I think, um, yeah, those are super special when, when Bungie was involved. Um, and then, yeah, just, just meeting all the community. I, I can't tell you how many times that just interacting with members of the community, uh, like, like, you know, when Paul said that, like, oh, I watched you guys for a number of years. Yeah, when we went to Guardian Con, that that was surreal to me as well. It's just like, why? I just never understood it. Like I, I joke that I'm like just like this boring Canadian, you know, who like ums and ers and a's and uh, o's, and that these are all the things that you know people now do to me jokingly. 
but it's kind of like this weird sense of community that you kind of create. And so absolutely, I think that's only really happened for me a few times in gaming and it has been Bungie games. I had that where you met people from, you know, playing Halo two and three, and then, yeah, you, you meet up with people in real life, even, even hire them uh, to work with you uh, at a company. And that's, uh, that's pretty surreal. It's not a lot of the times I've had that experience from a game, but from fire team chat, too many members just being involved in the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a great, it was a great run. That's what I was going to say. It was like, it's way too hard to pick. Like you mentioned the Valentine's Day show, which was awesome. We did a completely yeah. different setup. You know, I was messing with production as I often like to do, but the the Bungie stuff had come to mind. And then I was like, which is it? Is it E3 Live? Is it the Gamescom episodes? Like it was always a pleasure to be on with Bungie because, you know, we both knew it was a special privilege. Um, we also had to be respectful of like not yeah. to, yeah, like, why don't you fix the vault, you idiots? You know, like it was always a respectful and productive discussion. But to do that is harder than you'd think because they also are only allowed to say so much, as you know. And so anyway, it's it, too hard to choose. You know, I think uh, 300 episodes proves that there's too many to choose from. I mean, there's Easily, one moment. Any, th anytime Scott was on the show. Anytime Scott was on the Scott show. Is yes. the, <laughs> Scott is hilarious. Scott, Scott has definitely for a guest for a few times in Gamescom. Yeah. The Shake Shack, uh, you know, connoisseur, <laughs> getting him a shout out. Um, Destin, uh, did we... Go ahead. Wait, with Scott, I'm trying to remember. Did we actually? I can't remember if we put it on the show where we photoshopped. Was it him in the background? Yeah, his face. That was, on, on yeah. The, that was, that, was that Deej or was it Scott? No, it was, it was Scott. Scott. So we, we <laughs> used Scott's face too. because uh, when we were at Gamescom, it was an episode that I produced, we couldn't scale like Deej's picture up. And so we had this <laughs> massive photo of Scott on the set and this tiny little photo of Deej <laughs> that we couldn't scale up. So later we ended up putting Scott on the whole thing. And he actually had that as his banner, uh, oh, I think his Twitter right. banner yeah. for like so a did year make, uh, that or something awesome. like that. So, um, Amazing. but yeah, I think, uh, yeah. last they night I will say, well, they send out these press kits and they have these giant photos of yeah. Scott yeah. and I'm like, what am I going to do with these? <laughs> like, what am I going to do with these <laughs> so headshots? <good. laughs> you know? So we so made good. a joke of it. It was fun. Uh, Fran, I, I will say the, one of the memories I think is, I guess, memorable for a bunch of people was, um, the E3 where we were all on, we were excited. We got some new destiny details and things like that. I think it was, um, you know, Gambit and right after Forsaken. Um, and, uh, and there was also a, a pretty big movie that was out of the time. And so Sean was using an analogy, an example, and he like basically almost spoiled Avengers for friends. No, he did. And, he did. And, he did. and we had Someone like, who died in it Infinity and War. cut it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. It was a year really old. Just the way that. <laughs> yeah. It was so it good. Yeah, he so literally that, just that memory. throws it out there. And you see the look on my face. It's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> was like, but I'm also <laughs> seething, like seething. Yeah. I and they can so tell I'm trying to keep it together. Oh, that was awesome. That was legendary. That's great. Steven, do you have any? Uh, not a specific, like, not just one specific memory, but uh, definitely just being a part of a show where you can really tell everyone on the panel really was passionate about the game, knew a lot about the game. And uh, I think the most awesome part was we were all in the same office, but we would never talk about anything destiny related until that show happened and that's when all the opinions and all the hot takes would come out and it's just like everyone had their own corner and everyone uh you know had their uh disagreements and agreements and i think that just created a super cool dynamic where uh because you know you watch shows and everyone's agreeing with each other and it's it's not that entertaining but then our show definitely there was fireworks sean finnegan always threw hot takes out <laughs> 
Uh, Fran and Destin had their infamous quarrels. Uh, CJ and I had our crazy quarrel yeah. one time. Uh, but yeah, just mm-hmm. just being a part of that dynamic and just everyone being super passionate about it. You can tell we all love Destiny, and uh, that that being a part of that is was fantastic. Awesome. Cool. Let's yeah. move on to some questions about Destiny. Uh, so we have a lot of these as well. Uh, the first one submitted by Trent Stewart is, uh, it seems like every couple of years, there's a quote destiny killer that comes out that only has short term <laughs> success for the most part. Uh, what do you think is special about destiny that's kept it alive for so much longer and so much stronger than a lot of these, you know, would be killers of destiny? Uh, what, what do you think, think the magic is? because <laughs> this is yeah. my entire beat where all I yeah. do is cover potential destiny yeah. killers that all fail um, <laughs> I, I think it's two things mainly uh, first first and foremost it's the gunplay from Bungie I don't think any studio can match that in terms of the genre and even if you're going to like a third person shooter it's just you know you might have, have good gunplay there but Bungie is you know coming from the Halo pedigree and they have just been able to produce a game that is just entirely fun to play kind of each time you pick it up uh, so you have that as a baseline, and then you combine that with the fact that no one else can really make uh, ongoing content kind of at this pace, at this scale, at this general sense of quality. Um, we have seen all the, you know, quote, destiny killers. This is what they've struggled with, I think, the most is they have a roadmap or, you know, they're trying to be like, we're not live service, but they're never able to kind of uh, produce an ongoing content past the initial campaign and maybe a DLC or two that rivals destiny and gets people coming back. And it's, it's, it's crazy that Bungie is where they are now, where their seasons are now kind of the best they've ever been almost like they are. Uh, they, they found a groove that even before this people couldn't match. And, you know, p- people will, I think you're going to see less and less uh, games trying because so many have failed and it is so like hard and expensive to try and do this. But I, I don't think that, you know, Bungie will, Bungie will have destiny continue on for a very long time. So I don't think we have anything to worry about there. Yeah, I was going to say that's the that's exactly it. But people I think they just really forget 2014 when Bungie was launching this huge promise AAA experience. We saw a lot of stuff that didn't come to fruition and people were very upset. And the difference is that Bungie dug their heels in and they stuck with it and yeah, they spent a ton of money and a ton of time. We're going on 7 years and that is exactly, you know, I think what Paul was summing up is like these games do it and then they forget you're in for that tough lesson. How can you look at all these games and you don't you expect that that's just not going to happen? That your loot system's not going to be right? That there's not enough content and like people are going to be upset. But the difference is, it took a it took a year for Destiny really to come around to even start to come around, and like I said, seven years. So that you have to stick with it. And I haven't seen many people do that. Um, it's been interesting to see Avengers really trying to still go in that direction. I was surprised after what really looked like a very thin launch and. Other games um, like Division, I think, though, have actually done a pretty good job overall. The difference is the amount of investment. So nobody's investing like Bungie is. But I'd actually say if I had to choose, not, and I got to exclude Warframe because I'm not a Warframe player, but I know people speak fairly highly of it. But um, Division actually has done really amazing things. They just haven't kept up the pace that Destiny has. Awesome. Uh, I mean, well, real quick. Travis, I'll just throw in my two cents. It's just the the gameplay is really solid. Yeah, granted, we just went through a terrible period of stasis nightmare fuel, but for the most part, the gunplay is really, really good. And that's that's like Paul said, that's what it is. It's really good gunplay. The maps and the the world design is gorgeous. 
nothing short of gorgeous. The storytelling has been getting tremendously, well, the storytelling has been getting much better, especially this last season. And um, I still would like to see the storytelling interwoven a bit better, but all that stuff like compiled keeps players coming back. And the fact that people were so mad about stasis, as mad as the community gets about any of the changes, they care. And that's why they're mad, right? That's why I complain about vault space every week, because I actually care enough to be mad about it. It's when you become apathetic that it becomes problematic. And um, people really care about Destiny, and Destiny is really, really something special. Agreed. This is where I plead the fifth, so we'll just... Uh... <laughs> CJ's like, it's all doomed. No. <laughs> he hasn't been going from Bungie that long. Yeah. Give it a few more years. I'll try to, here's here's a question you can't answer, CJ. Uh, one of the questions Ryan uh, Smukala asks: What are everyone's uh, raid rankings as of season of the Splicer? Now that we've Ooh. gotten Vault of Glass back, so maybe maybe you don't have to do all the raids, but if you could do your top three of all the raids that we've gotten so far. So so we did this once at Guardian Con, and, and I can't remember what the actual list was that we came up with. We did it kind of as like a collective group vote, and I think there was obviously some nostalgia in there mixed in too. So, and it, and it was a little while back, so I can't remember what raids were. And we're we have more raids now, though. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, but I, I'll, I'll say this. I think there's just... Um, for me, the duration of the raids is less important than the actual sort of feeling and the, you know, the camaraderie and, and some of those experiences. And I think with Destiny 2, a lot of the raids became very mechanical, um, you know, from a voice and a communication standpoint. Not that's a bad thing. Um, I think that it's just, it changed the feeling a little bit. Uh, there is a part of me that I think appreciated some of the early Destiny raids, like, um, you know, Vault of Glass, Crota, and King's Fall. Uh, just for some of those, I don't need a headset. If I'm looking around, I understand what's happening in the space. I just know this is the thing I need to do. Or, you know, when you're watching like the sword bearer, like crush Crota, it's like, oh, that's a hero moment for that guy. So I don't have like an actual ranking, but I think that I would say I do like Vault of Glass, obviously. Crota, I still, it's still like, I got a soft spot for it. And Argos, uh, when we played Argos, I felt like Argos had the same type of thing. I, I felt like you didn't need the verbal communication. You could actually have like a situational awareness presence for everything that was going on. And then something was bad was happening. Oh, like you got trapped. You could like help your friend out or, oh, we didn't cook this thing right. So let's like take this, you know, cranium on the other side. So it, it relied a little less on communication because you're, you know, like in Leviathan, you're like split from a different world. So you had to actually talk and kind of figure out what you're seeing or how to, you know, like, how, like, like, look at the last wish one, like bird facing down to the right. Like, I remember there's so <laughs> many things that I was just like, what is happening in this raid from a call out standpoint, like even the eyes. Um, so I, I definitely think, yeah, those three are, are special for me. King's Fall and Last Wish. That's the correct answer. Sorry, CJ. Okay. I, there you go. <laughs> you missed one. You missed one. Wrath yeah, of the I'm Machine vault. as well. Vault for me. Yeah, you like machine. Bath Machine. I remember you saying that. Wrath of the Machine, King's Fall, and Last Wish are the top three rates. Yeah, I'm a, not, those, in, not in that order. Not in that order. Just those. I think those three Jump rates the are masterpieces. Yeah, 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 those Wrath are some. Of, good. Some of mine too, but actually, I really give a lot of credit to Deep Stone, Deep Stone Crypt. Um, mm -hmm. I think you know it's always hard to rank raids because you got to look at them like what was your first experience like and also mm -hmm. what is the replay experience like and i think it gets tough when you get into criteria but deepstone crypt is such a beautiful raid and you know the big mm -hmm. magical moment and the spacewalk and um oh, yeah, it's, yeah maybe not yeah. mechanically but like thematically that is probably one yeah. of the top but i, but I give him yeah. credit too though for I, I like the 
you know, the way they did mechanics in terms of the way people work together, like everybody plays a part, which is something they've been working towards in that one. And, but yeah, I mean, fondly, definitely like King's Fall is just always at the top for me. It's kind of sentimental, probably. I bet you I'd go back and be yeah. more frustrated, but, um, I love that and can't wait for it to come back to the Legends archive now. I'm sure it will in the food future. My, yeah. my uh, favorite thing was to tell Blueberries to go get the orb and that, that'll start the mechanic and then, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think, but off the top of my head, King's Fall is the only raid that was actually tied into that season's campaign, correct? Right? Well, I, I would Deep say Crypt. Deepstone, yeah. <clears throat> Well, so well, with Deep Stone, like, kind Tannix, of a side story. like, where did Tannix yeah. come from? I'm talking about, like, guy. like, I'm talking about <laughs> in that campaign, it was Oryx, and then that raid's boss was Oryx. Oh, I see where the boss is. Crotazen was also. Crotazen, okay, yeah, Crotazen, yeah, too. Yeah. So I'll give King's Fall extra brownie points for that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, cool, that kind of, like, actually leads right into the next question, which... Uh, Mr. Fazzini, Fazzani wants to know uh, what is your guys' favorite single moment in Destiny history? And so this is like what your your favorite hero moment is for you or or just in the game. His is uh, watching the Whisper of the Worm secret quest unru unravel for the first time. Um, so if you guys have like a, a favorite memory or encounter or moment for your guardian, uh, that would be the time to do it. Let's start with Steven. Uh, definitely uh, beating Vault of Glass for the first time. That that was easily the number one uh, number one moment for me. Uh, I remember hearing about the raid from like you know friends because I I had just completed the story and people were talking about this Vault of Glass thing and I I was like oh, okay so is it like a strike? Is it like <laughs> I I don't understand what you're saying? And I remember people were just like no dude it's not like a strike I don't know how to explain it it's like crazy. Like people are trying to do it right now, no one can do it, and I was super intrigued. And I remember jumping in there and and completing it. Got vexed for the first time on the on the first run. That yeah, nothing will beat that moment. And then uh, another moment that sadly I don't think we'll ever have again because the data miners. I remember just like walking around the tower and seeing people like have exotics on, and that was like when Destiny first came out. So you had no idea what exotics did or uh, what like what kind of exotics there were out there in the wild. So seeing someone with like a new exotic would be so, so cool to me. Uh, and that, that feeling is unfortunately gone forever now. <laughs> you, you say it in a way that it's like, Oh, why did they do that? I think that's just naturally what happens. You have a game that's brand new. And no, we have I, those moments. I, no, 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 I'm not saying why do they do that. I'm saying that. I, no, I know, but the way amazing. the way you say it, it's like it's gone forever. I mean, I I think they've tried it is gone forever re, for you for sure. But it's no, like, now they show you every exotic that comes out in the season. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, like, they tend to preview story. stuff to solve. Okay, yeah, there's nothing okay. new anymore. It wasn't shown. Gotcha. Yeah. Occasionally uh, they do. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like the uh, yeah like the latest exotic <laughs> missions they try to do like it they literally data oh well, not the exotic mission I'm talking about like the armor and stuff like that like yeah. they literally put it in the commercials stuff. no I know yeah like Steven's right before we had literally no idea of right. nearly everything from Vex Mythic class to you know your special exotics for all the different classes and now right. you mostly know 85 95 percent of that there's only a couple things that are are hidden away yeah that kind of pairs with with one of one of my moments this is probably not my top one but it was it was the whole 
whole corridors of time thing where people were just <laughs> going insane trying to figure out that puzzle <laughs> and like the, the problem with that ended up being is the, the reward was just bastion a week early which we knew about already because it was like in the yeah. you know the roadmap but just I, i'm a sucker for any puzzle event so any kind of mystery we've had whether it's like uh you know uh the whisper or uh, zero hour or presage or any of these things like the things that like even if you dig deep into the data mines these days you can maybe find like i still think those are really special moments when they happen whether it's like a community puzzle or a secret quest and we just don't see other games do that that often so even if the end result doesn't always kind of pan out to be like the coolest thing ever like i i think the chase of that and getting the community together to get excited about something that is, is mostly completely unknown is is something that's really special to destiny Cool. Uh, I have a friend that I can rapid fire. Oh, sorry. Sure. No, you go. Uh, so yeah, for, for for me, it's really easy. It's getting Gallahorn, getting Hawkmoon. I have the clip of when I got Hawkmoon and I lost my mind. Like getting those yeah. exotics to drop because back in the day, it was such a big, big thing to happen. Uh, those are definitely moments that stand out to me. But one that I was recently reflecting on was uh, my first flawless raid was Vault of Glass when only Vault of Glass was available, and it's it's still probably one of the harder raids to flawless because you got the gorgons that can spot you and you have the jumping puzzle which you could especially as a warlock easily easily die on and as i was jumping over i hit the rock and there was this really bad bounce it's probably still in destiny it bounced me back then i hit another rock it bounced me back and there's no mantle in destiny one so i like lose my mind for a few seconds and then i'm like okay i made it everybody and everybody else went through at that point and uh we managed to get the, the flawless trophy in playstation 4 era that that's definitely one that sticks out in my mind yeah, it's, it's hard to choose. There's so many. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to pick a different one then, which is literally just all the time we spent in, uh, yeah, Crota's End and <clears throat> defeating Crota, a kind of buggy boss with also trying to glitch your heavy ammo before you raid and all the stuff that you would do to just try to get that done. And also at the time we were trying to earn, you know, I believe Galhorn. Uh, could you get Galhorn from there? You could, right? Yeah. Um, Death Singer, so yeah, Death Singer, you, you could. Death yeah, Singer. you. Oh yeah, you would get it at the Death Singers. But that's where I got doing that raid. I have a story the, about that one. Yeah, but the big memory was, of course, when we found out that you could actually unplug your internet for a second, because and again, I want to remind that Crota would do stuff like you're in the middle of like DPSing and he just get up, which was a bug, and that you'd be so <laughs> frustrated. You would literally at that point, you're like, I have to finish this, you know. And like I remember hearing about it, I'm like, wait. I can unplug the internet for a second and plug it back in and it's it's not going to like stop the whole raid. They're like, no, like it'll, it'll break Crota so you can finish it. I was like, I'm fighting back. I'm tired of his glitches. I'm going to glitch back. <laughs> but uh, oh I remember that to this day. It's such a, you know, you don't want to obviously glitch the game to beat it. What, what fun is that? But in that case, the bugs were to a point that they were very uh, unpredictable and raids took a lot of effort to put people in. So anyway, I will never forget like, okay, you ready? You ready? Ready? And everybody doing it at the same time is hilarious. <laughs> Fran Mirabella, when the going gets tough, Cheat a little bit. Yeah, okay. We use the word exploit. It is an exploit. That's true. I would yeah. never cheat or cheese anything. I have to do it. I thought it was very clear. Yeah. The game yeah. was <laughs> exploiting me, and that's not going to happen on my watch. Uh, yeah, uh, CJ, do you have one? I mean, I have a, I have a couple, but I think yeah, similar things. We just all have those memories. Beating of those drops, Stab for like, the first time. 
I mean, well, you know, I, I, I did that a few times, so that's, that's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I think everybody remembers their first um, Galahorn drop just because it was super special um, and like a, a super hard weapon to obtain. Uh, I kind of had the same thing with Hawkmoon, especially as a D1 player, um, you know, on PlayStation. I, I was able to get it the whole year, and then I actually did a Lighthouse run. And I did talk about this one time in Fireteam chat uh, previously, where if your vault is full, <laughs> Destiny 1, which it was also... <laughs> if. <laughs> when uh it wouldn't tell you what weapon dropped if you beat the activity it would just go right to the postmaster great little quality of life that got added to destiny 2 because my vault is always full and so uh, i one time remember uh, beating trials and i was like again and i never got hawk moon uh and then i was like oh wait maybe because my vault was full and then i, <laughs> I looked the vault's full sure enough i go back to brother vance or whatever and then like I think, you know, there's the, uh, well, you had the gear uh, kiosk section in, um, in the reef there. And then, yeah, sure enough, I, yeah, or Postmaster there. And I had it, uh, I had a Hawkmoon. The problem was I got it like a week before Taken King. <laughs> so I really only got a chance to experience Hawkmoon at full power for like, uh, you know, like a week. But um, yeah, there, there's just so many. And, and the one that I was going to say with, with um, Crota, which you mentioned, Fran, you could get Galhorn at Death Star. Uh, we had a, f a friend of ours, or a former colleague, actually, Craig Baradon, um, you know, really, really good friend, obviously, uh, to a lot of us at, at IGN. And he would jump in the game every now and then. He's like, uh, hey, bros. And he's like, you know, California guy. So he's got this vibe. You guys got any space, uh, you know, for me to fly in? And we're like, oh, yeah, just wait. We're almost no, at Destiny. I was thing. there. I, yeah, I yeah you were there for him. So sure enough, and I can't remember, somebody <laughs> had to leave it. And he flies in. He's like, um, Charles. yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah, here, here we go. We flies in. And as he flies in, we'd been playing almost, already for like six hours, mind you. Or who knows yeah, how know. long? And then he flies and he in and he's like, Hey guys, I'm here. Well, this is on my screen, Gallahorn. And we all see because it, it tells you in the flavor text yeah. about it, like <laughs> Craig Maradon or has now has Gallahorn dropped. And we're like, Oh my gosh. So none of us had it at the time. He joins for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then he beats out Gallo after Horn. that, too. Yeah, and it's like, and so I think for, yeah, for all the awesome Destiny memories that many of us had, like even Trials and going to Lighthouse and stuff like that for the first time, you have all these moments of like envy. And that is almost yeah. equally as powerful sometimes because you're like, I've been, in, and there's so many stories still. Like, Travis, out, Travis, even, even you, man, I'm, I'm going to do this just because I let you up on Twitter when this happened. I ran the newest raid once and have eyes of tomorrow. And I'm so sorry. And I saw you say that you've played it how many times now? Uh, every week since the raid came out. So I've done the maximum so like, amount. That yeah, is coming up on 52. The, that is part of the destiny game. And I'm sure you Jeez. could have like the RNG conversation and whatever else, but it's uh well, I was going to announce this later, but I did get eyes of tomorrow this week. Oh, I there you go. Congrats. I actually had a, I had a tweet planned. I was going to say, I can't believe fire team chat ended before I got eyes of tomorrow. Uh, but now I can't say that. So, sorry, um, but, but yeah, congrats, man. That's Thank awesome. you. Yeah, so, hey, you that was worth it. I yeah. can't wait to shard that. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my my hero moment is, and I think it, this moment does not get enough credit in Destiny is uh, the siege engine encounter from Wrath of the Machines. I think that's like the best encounter in a raid where you get to ride on top of the boss and crush over all the enemies and then fall off a cliff. That's just so so cool. Always will be in my mind one of the better moments. The guitar. Um, okay. Yeah, and the guitar yeah, solo. So good. So, so good. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so we're, we're out of time here. I'm going to ask one last question. And, and by the way, if you submitted a question, thank you so much. I wrote all of them down. I knew I wasn't going to be able to have time to ask all of them because we only have an hour here. But uh, the last one comes from uh, Brett Groneman, which he wants to know, what do you guys think when all things are said and done, Destiny's legacy will be in the larger video game world? Like, what do you think it'll have accomplished or, or contributed to to gaming? And I think that's a pretty good question. Destin? Maybe you could start us off. Well, honestly, I, I think it has one of the, the best communities in gaming period. It's just people from every walk of earth, I think is the expression, you know, uh, they've done a lot for charity. I think people are going to remember all the charitable initiatives that they've done, even with the Bungie store and what they've done there. Uh, I don't think this game is going away anytime soon. I think Destiny is going to continue on for a very long time. Uh, Bungie has indicated as such anyway. And uh, yeah, I, I think honestly, their legacy is going to be how much good they've managed to do for the world and uh, how many people felt like they had a home playing this game. Great answer. It's great, man. You can't oh. follow up something that eloquent. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, we are right, let's end it then. I remember a quote a long time ago that a lot of people made fun of where, I, I forget who was talking, but someone high up at Bungie where they were like, we want this to kind of be like, our Star Wars. People are like, okay, you think you're going to make like your Star Wars? Like, let's calm down. But you know, where we are seven years later, like it is my Star Wars. Like they they did it for a lot of people, and like it is certainly more relevant to my life than Star Wars is currently. Maybe not globally, but I think that's something they achieved. Where like this past year, I've been wearing this the bungee mask uh, for the pandemic, and like everywhere I go, it's not just that people would recognize the destiny mask it's that you get in like a 30 minute conversation about like the intricacies <laughs> of destiny mm -hmm. like every time that happened and that is a pretty unique game like i know there's lots of mmos and maybe it's not the first in that space but i think it has carved out something that is entirely unique in gaming and as we talked about earlier kind of very unlikely to be replicated anytime soon so i think it's got uh, a bright future but also a, a long-standing legacy too yeah i mean I think for what it's worth, like I'm 100% on the same page as you guys, the good they're doing, the quality of community, community. but Bungie has had a history in that before. I feel like Halo fits a lot of that. If you wore the Halo logo outside, <laughs> the Bungie logo, even at that time, like similar reaction, they just have that. So, I mean, you have to give them credit for that, but I, I would go more just on the, the gameplay side, you know, they will be remembered in a way that many games are remembered for that moment like uncharted was perhaps in the way that it just nailed the quality the story the and everybody wanted to be uncharted at that time or you go back to say zelda and so with destiny in its category of you know first person shooter that did the loot plus the live game service and now has transformed into something with the story with the action mmo like it sounds like a marketing pitch but the reality is that's what everybody else is chasing you know on top of you know let's face it microtransactions and free to play and all that and they have really succeeded in a way that um as we touched on before not many have and so i i think as you always look back on gaming you're like oh man i remember the first time i played and that game was something that people emulated. And like, I think it's going to have a, a place in time for a long time to come because of that. All right. I think we should leave it there. We're out of time. Uh, I would really like to thank my special guests and returning uh, panel members, Fran Mirabella, CJ Gibson, Stephen Rio. Uh, if you guys want to tell us where we can find you, that would be great. Plug yourselves. 
Yeah, I'm still playing Destiny a ton. You can find me over on Twitch <laughs> all the time in the evening um, at uh, FM3. If you just search for that on Twitch, it's easy. It does have an underscore, but it's Fran Mirabel the third. That's the FM3 part, so you can find it pretty easy. Awesome. CJ, got anything CJ? to promote? Uh, well, no, not to promote, but just at Gibson Films and you know, to maybe follow up on the end of that. Yeah, just uh, it was really cool to be on this journey. I think that's the uh, maybe the takeaway is that uh, even like the show, it kind of evolves, uh, you know, and so I always say um, to enjoy the journey. I think, you know, more often we all look at, you know, the loot and the loot might be perceived as the destination. But, um, you know, even the time that I had uh, at IGN, uh, you know, working with super talented people there and Bungie. Um, you know, we all kind of sometimes move on to different things, but, uh, yeah, the memories are special, the journey is special and, uh, yeah, it, it's been, it's been great being uh, here with everybody today and, and, and playing the destiny game and meeting so many amazing people from the community. So at Gibson films, uh, that is where you can find me. Don't need to promote anything. Just, just hanging out being a guy <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> How about you, Steven? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in a similar boat as CJ, I guess you can follow me on Twitter, uh, at Stevru, S-T-E-V-R-Y-U. Um, but besides that, I'm sure you'll see me in Destiny, especially with crossplay coming out. So yeah. uh, if you see me walking around Venus or something, or not with Venus. an amazing shader, yeah, when, <laughs> make sure you check out the fit in the Venus drip. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you check out the drip and send a message. <laughs> All right, and you know where to find me. You know where to find Paul on Forbes, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, and and also Destin. And uh, we're we're gonna jump from this into uh, the rest of the show. But thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, give it up virtually for them. And uh, Guardians out. Gar Guardians out. Okay, yeah, be back. Four hundred. Exactly. Episode we'll four hundred. I'm excited. And yeah, Guardians the out. Guardians <laughs> out. Oh, it's so terrible over uh, this Wi-Fi thing. Like, it really is. It really we'll Guardians see you on episode three hundred one. <laughs> Well, the rest of us are sticking around, but maybe we can get a Guardians out from you guys just for old time's sake. What do you say? Try it. Destiny. Uh, right? Yeah, you got to count right, that. It's yeah. got to be an wait, wait. It's got to be an epic disaster first. <laughs> it already like, is. Yeah, we, yeah, okay. we got to like count it down, and we got to do a retake. And then, all right, here we go. I'll say until next time, and then you guys just go. Okay. okay wait, 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 wait. Should we point? Right. Should we point at the camera and then point what's directly the time at the delay? camera? All right. Okay. So I'll say until next time, you guys all point and I'll catch you. So here we okay. go. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, everybody. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Oh, God, that was bad. That was so bad. <laughs> awesome. That was uh, a pleasure. So good seeing those guys again. Haven't seen a lot of them since we were physically in the IGN office together. So I miss uh, always good to do that. Uh, so now we're going to talk about Destiny news. This was actually a huge uh, week since we last met. We had two weeks since our last episode, and a lot has happened. We got uh, Vault of Glass came out, and we've now had a chance to play it. And some of us have got Vex Mythoclass. Uh, and then uh, some of uh, we also this week got some huge story developments with a really interesting cutscene. So maybe we should just start there with what's going on in the tower uh, and at the helm. Uh, space uh, that, that we've been spending the most of our time this season um and the new cutscene that happened uh what was your reaction to the fallen's take on saint 14 dustin yeah wow you know so people might not know this but i actually have been collecting all the cutscenes from every season and i have this these massive compilations on my on my personal youtube they don't do a ton of views but i went back and watched the one when we actually saved saint right and he's basically slaughtering fallen 
and he's on his last leg. So they, they were about to finally defeat him. And we come in and we actually save him. And apparently he continued to terrorize the fallen. And, and this week we got the alternative perspective about what is happening in this, this battle between basically Saint and the fallen and, and what they experienced. It's really, really interesting because you made the choice to help him and he celebrates and you almost revel in the fact that you're killing these fallen. And then you're kind of like, oh, oh, wow. Like, look what I've been doing all this time. And to see, and Mithrax is actually a character in the, the very first season of Destiny 2. He's in a mission on Titan where you go through the campaign. And I think you might be able to kill him. I don't remember for sure. Yeah. yeah, I did not. I killed the knight. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really, really fascinating to see this turn of events, this sort of the way that they've crafted the story and they brought in characters that we've we've actually seen in the game for such a long period of time. What was your reaction? Yeah, it, to me it was it was I was complete surprise. I was not expecting at this point in the story. It seemed like a very odd beat, at, you know, but it was like go and talk to uh I, I actually thought something completely unrelated was gonna happen because we can talk about this next, but there's kind of like a civil war in the tower that's brewing with um, uh, Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Yeah, and then that whole character who I, I hate Lakshmi now. Like before I was kind of like, oh, she's just a weird robot. Now I'm like, wow, I hate her. She's like the worst. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we can talk about that next. But the cutscene was awesome. It, I think it came at a perfect time when the season was sort of like on the downside of the roller coaster that CJ always talks about. Uh, and, and, uh, it, it really helped humanize the Fallen. And I think they're doing a really good job humanizing our enemies lately. First the Cabal last season and now the Fallen. Um, I'm, and I'm interested to see what this is leading up to, you know, us making alliances with these people we've been fighting for the past seven years in Destiny. And uh, if that means we're actually going to unite against the darkness or if something else is happening. But it's really interesting to follow. And the cutscene was fantastic and made saint 14 he's such a lovable like goofball he's always like joking and this kind of he's a a bit of a corny character and this side of him i was just like wow they view him as just like a straight murderer like he's just a, a monster so uh it was really cool totally unexpected too I like that uh lot. yeah and then the other thing is that this sort of set up the lakshmi to uh civil war that's happening even more um what have been your thoughts these past couple of weeks with all that that's happening dustin like this the drama and the propaganda that Lakshmi is putting out into the city that's like anti-fallen and this sort of thing that's happening. And then we had some additional movement on it this week, uh, which is that it looks like Lakshmi might get her way. So um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I have to wonder, is there a redemption arc for her? Because if you remember Osiris's backstory, he was also sort of uh, uh troublemaker in the tower so to speak and lakshmi is taking this this stance in, against an entire race um of aliens and oh your ether tanks were destroyed like her her nonchalant reaction to deal with it basically it's really messed up and i have yeah. to wonder what's going on there why is osiris so seemingly complacent about the situation saint seems up until now on lakshmi's side and it's going to be really, really interesting to see how that ends up unfolding. Is there going to be a point of contention within the tower against with these two factions sort of trying to align, trying to be a team? 
yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to expect about it. I, I don't like where she's at now. I have to wonder, what are they going to do with her character? Like, we're not going to kill her. She's not going to be like somebody that we fight. This is going to be a narrative journey that they're taking us on. I don't know. I, I think there might... So the, my take on it, as a guy who's seen lots of time travel movies, is that <laughs> Lakshmi is messing with the Vex network, which I have always thought in the lore is a very weird thing to do and seems kind of dangerous, and I can't believe the Vanguard is like letting that happen. Um, but she is peering into the future and seeing this conflict between the Fallen and the Guardians and in the city, right? And so what I think is happening is it's one of those classic tropes in time travel movies where the person is afraid of this future that's coming and their actions trying to stop it are actually the thing that starts it, right? Because there, if Lakshmi had just kept her mouth shut, I don't think there would have been a problem with the Fallen. The city wouldn't have uh hated the fallen like they're starting to hate them now and wouldn't have kind of let it boil to this conflict and i think lakshmi's heart is in the right place but she's doing this in exactly the wrong way and she's following one of the oldest time travel tricks in the book right which is that like if you try to prevent something from happening you might be the thing that's causing it and i think that her being like oh the fallen are going to betray us that's why they're gonna there's going to be this this conflict uh either that or she's misinterpreting this vision of the future where the fallen are in a conflict you know for all we know the fallen could be in this conflict in the city where the fallen are protecting us and maybe she's just misinterpreting this uh, vision from the future so i think um there's something going on there but i think they're making lakshmi out to be the villain and i think we might end up taking her out or the vanguard taking her out or benching her at the very least or something happening because i think she's I really in deep with this vex tech and i i Maybe she's redeemable, but I kind of hope not because at this point, I, you know, it's like Civil War, Captain America versus Iron Man, and I'm and I'm all Captain America side on this one. Like I, I want Mithrax to get his way, and I, I feel like Lakshmi is just being very uh, aggressive and 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 foolhardy. So I, I think she gets ostracized, and if that happens, that sets her up to come back later potentially with the Vex as her ally because the Vex have been largely hammered by us for so long, and if they if she like she's an exo so maybe she can align there in an interesting way yeah there also might be some tie-in with the witch queen here because during that video that we got after the she said the tower or the the city was singing a song and the tune to that song was the sabathun song yeah uh and so it's possible maybe lakshmi is being manipulated by sabathun or this is going to kind of tie into the witch queen conflict but um i'm really excited to see where this goes and Speaking of the Witch Queen, this is sort of a good transition. Yeah. We also got our first uh, our first glimpse at the Witch Queen uh, in armor set that's coming. Uh, I think it was some of the, the same armor that we saw concepts for a couple months back. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very runic, very interesting. What, what was your reaction to, to all of the Witch Queen sort of hype that's starting to build? Yeah, I mean, the armor, uh, old Russia, first of all, is what a lot of people pointed out as the location. And my tweet yeah. was, glad Bungie is finally getting into the kinky stuff with Destiny 2. <laughs> and that got a pretty strong reaction on Twitter. I'm just joking <laughs> around, though. I'm really excited to see old Russia. It's been a location that's been in the concept art forever. And I, I am really, really excited to go there and find out what's the story there, what's happening. Um, Sorry, how, you mean how old we Chicago, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Old Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my bad. Yeah, no, the audience That's is gonna be confused. So the, for those of you that don't know this, well, one last Chicago's... correction for the final yeah, episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, yeah. I know people are gonna call you out for it. I make mistakes like that all the time. Uh but for those of you who don't know, Old Chicago is uh, a location that was 
has been super alluded to sort of like um the deep stone crypt and uh uh now i'm forgetting the name what's the name of the planet that we're on for beyond light um uh europa, europa thank you europa was sort of one of those things that had been in the concept forever and that it never was in the game old chicago is another example of these and it's uh obviously where chicago used to be and it's a very swamp-like setting with like bogs and creepy alligator looking people and stuff like that uh and it was a very interesting place so um lots of fans are digging into this and, and thinking that maybe this is alluding to old chicago as being the setting for the witch queen so heck yeah heck yeah i would love that that <laughs> that uh i'm on old chicago team for i've been on old chicago team for a long time and i think we've talked about it before on the show so that's really exciting uh, and then the final piece of news, uh, or the, the final big thing that's happened since the last time we spoke is Vault of Glass Remaster came out, or Redux, if you want to call it that. I, I'm not sure what to call it, um, but the, the Vault of Glass re-release. Um, you had a chance to play it, I take? Did you did you beat it on the first yeah. day? I've done my four clears. I beat it on the first week, not the first day. I'm not doing day ones anymore. I'm done. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Not, yeah, not with the baby. Too too much lack of sleep when, with the little one. But, yeah, um, no worries. It was fun to watch the day one, the day one raid. Uh, I I was actually watching it. And I was very glad I didn't do it, and it was cool going back to Vault of Glass and and seeing the the subtle changes that they made. Largely, it is it feels like the raid that I remember, even though yes, I realize there are changes. But at this point, having cleared it four or five times, I feel pretty good about the mechanics and how to do everything. Kudos. I I can't wait until they bring back Taken King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm very excited for I I I would be really surprised if we didn't get in the content fall uh King's Fall during the year of Witch Queen, you know, since it's all taken and hive themed anyway. Uh so I, I would love that. But yeah, Vault of Glass. Um I actually did attempt a day one. I've I've tried to do all of the day ones at least. Uh Unfortunately, this this time around, I only had like a four or five hour window because I was working on Destiny or not Destiny, uh, IGN reviews and previews on a very tight deadline because E3 is coming up and we got a bunch of projects. Uh, and so I, I didn't end up finishing it on day one, but I did finish it the next day uh, once contest mode was uh, disabled and it was a million times easier. Uh, and I got Vex Mythoclast on my first clear just like I did in D1. And I went immediately went back into Vault of Glass and got the uh, got the catalyst and I've been playing around with it. Uh, my review of X Mythoclast, if you're wondering if you should grind for it out there, listeners, um, it's a pretty decent PVE weapon. It definitely melts, feels good. Uh, and it's alternate fire mode is interesting. I wouldn't say it's super powerful. It, it doesn't one shot most things like you would hope a linear fusion rifle rifle would. Um, but it can do it can do pretty decent DPS, like 45k per shot. Um, and then uh, I would not recommend it in PvP. Uh, it requires way too many auto rifle like kills to charge up, uh, and and I just haven't really found a place in the meta. So it, it is definitely not at the same level that Vex Mythoclast was the first week of Vault of Glass in D1 before they immediately patched it because it was overpowered. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty interesting. I'm also still figuring out how it accepts fusion rifle or auto rifle mods. Um, I'm doing some experimenting there because I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm sure somebody has made a video, but uh, that's just my time with it. Uh, I haven't been able to figure out it yet. which it accepts yet. I'm yeah. chasing that before I chase the new leg armor. I've been watching today in Destiny and I'm like, where's the leg armor for the 1310? Right? You know? Yeah. 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 
I've, I, I was actually lucky. I got the full armor as well. So the only thing I'm chasing now are some some of the weapons that I missed. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a really good couple of weeks for me in Destiny, loot-wise. Between that and finally getting Eyes of Tomorrow, which I'll talk about later. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's been very good. So that's all the news we've got. Uh, it was uh, an awesome two weeks, but uh, I'm sure by the by the next time we do Fireteam Chat, whenever that ends up happening, there will be a ton more news. But uh, that's well, wait, what's wait, going wait. on there this was, week. There was one more thing, Travis. Oh, was there? Stasis nerfs. Oh, God. How I could feel I like that? I can play PvP again. That's right. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I actually uh, have not played PvP since the nerf because I've been busy planning this episode <laughs> since the yeah. last two days or three days or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm I hear, and actually I'm sad that Paul couldn't stay for this segment because uh, he was, I th- and I think you were too. They were, bo- you guys were both on the previous episode saying there was no way they could fix stasis without just completely taking it out of the PVP. And I was saying, well, and they basically took it out of PVP. So it's I mean, fixed. <laughs> they just, they just nerfed it so much that it's kind of useless in PVP. And now, now there's backlash, of course, on PVE side, people are saying Titan behemoth is now actually not good in PVE, which is interesting. <laughs> um, it also makes me very sad for the new Titan exotic, which uh, helps nerf uh, stasis if you're wearing those boots. And now they're kind of useless because you know, why would you ever wear those? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm very excited to hop into PVP this weekend. I'm very excited. I'm tremendously happy. I, I love the balance of the uh, not non-stasis supers, so the light supers. So I'm really, really happy about this. Yeah, nerf it into the ground and start bringing it back up. I think that needed to happen for yeah. the health of the, the PVP sandbox. And they'll, they'll figure out how to get the PVE back where it is going to take some time but they needed to do something drastic and they did and i'm happy they did personally because i feel like i could play the game again it just it wasn't fun in pvp for so long and like just to ruin that whole aspect of the game it's it's really really a tough pill to swallow yeah agreed yeah i think this is the right move they, they don't have to take it out of the game but if they make it so that it's so weak nobody uses it and then they can slowly incrementally bring it back up while they're figuring yeah. it out i think that is preferable to just making it so dominant and just keeping it dominant for as long as they mm-hmm. did maybe, maybe they should have done this a couple months ago but uh yeah i'm, I'm glad uh, i'm glad it finally happened and uh i'm really excited to play pvp i'm going to try out trials this weekend and see how much the meta's changed i'm sure my all of my loadouts aren't going to make sense anymore so that'll be fun um yeah that's it so that's news. Next time we're on the show, I'm sure we'll have a ton more news uh, since we're moving away from the weekly model. But uh, uh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, next up, we've got a uh, community video. Uh, Destin, uh, we put this together for you, myself, members from the community, people who have been on the show. And a uh, special shout out to Ebontis who helped me edit it and uh, our favorite, Teddy. Uh, who helped me uh, collect assets for it and do some of the the work uh, pre-work on this. Um, so Destin, you haven't seen this video. We're going to get your live reactions after watching it. So uh, Marian, if you could roll it, that'd be great. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for 300 wonderful episodes. Wow, 300 episodes. 300 episodes. 300 episodes. Congratulations on 300 episodes. It was a hell of a run.
Who in their right mind would even listen to a bunch of nerds talk about a dead game each week for almost seven years? Congratulations on your 300th episode, you guys. Huge shout out to the guys on the show and podcast for inviting me on, on it. I really appreciate all the time that you guys have taken on making such a cool show. You know, once a guardian, always a guardian. From the hype man of Twitch. Thank y'all so much for all the episodes and content that you've given us. From the hype man to you guys, we appreciate you. Hey, Dustin, just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of Fireteam Chat for a little while here. Uh, it has been an absolute blast. I have loved uh, every time I've been on, and it has been such an honor that you made me uh, a co-host. You're amazing. You've been a great friend, and I will miss doing the show with you. Howdy, Harry, Dustin, and everyone at Fireteam Chat. I just want to say a huge thank you from me for the, all the countless hours that you guys have provided for the rest of the Destiny community all these years. It's it's been a blast. Uh, it's really sad to see it go, um, but I wish each and every single one of you uh, the best of luck in whatever endeavors you guys may do in future. Thank you. Hey, Destin. I just wanted to give a very quick thank you to you and everyone else involved with Fireteam Chat over the many, many years that it's been a thing. Um, you've provided me personally with countless hours of entertainment and uh, you've been generous enough to lend your voice to the Destiny community, which is incredible. Hey, fellas, congratulations on 300 episodes of Fireteam Chat. What an accomplishment. I still remember when you folks were recording in the small, dinky little closet area where Fireteam Chat started. Those were some of my favorite episodes to watch back in the day. I really appreciate all that you've done. I know that you folks are going to do great things in the future. Thanks for putting on the show for the last 300 episodes. Hey, Fireteam Chat, it is Ebontis here, and I just wanted to say thank you to each and every person who has been involved with Fireteam Chat for all of these amazing 300 episodes. Destin, the glue keeping it together, everybody who's been a co-host over the years, and everybody who's been helping with production as well. You guys have all done an amazing job. Thank you for seven years of entertainment on Fridays and just being part of this community of Destiny that we all love and honestly, I can't wait to see what comes next for both this game and all of you there at IGN. Thank you. So exciting and, and good to see that a great show uh, run by great people um, has had the continued success of Fireteam Chat. One of my favorite Fireteam Chat moments is uh, it was right around last wish time, um, the raid race. And Fran was kind of upset that he wasn't able to power level for the raid. So I remember... Uh, Fran and Destin getting into a, let's call it a, a, a discussion <laughs> about leveling up for the raid. And Fran, you know, that was the infamous power per hour uh, Fran rant. And Destin was basically like, get good, you know, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. I love it. As far as Destin, man, personally, just just thank you for the opportunity, uh, the belief, the faith that you had in me, that you showed in me, giving me a chance to be on the show. Um you know, that, that was a big honor for me. Uh, we're going to miss you, man. The legendary Destin Legary and true icon in the Destiny community. You know, a guy who's really inspired us, you know, for the consistency and the level of attention and passion that he has for this game that we love. It, it's just truly inspiring to see him fight and push and continue to have that show on IGN and be one of the longest, you know, shows kind of running. So 300 it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Destin, you are a legend. Salute to you on your journey. 
Much love. And I have often asserted that Destiny's greatest accomplishment, long after it's gone, will be the community and friendships it built, like Halo before it. Fireteam Chat is the realization of that thesis. When I saw episode 46 live in 2015, I was inspired to ask myself, how do I do that? Almost four years later, I got the opportunity to come on stage live at Guardian Con 2019 and finally reveal that guy, Teddy, who the FTC crew kept subtly mentioning for so long. Dustin, you championed this thing that no one else would for longer than anyone thought possible. And for that, the community thanks you. You also gave me a chance, some guy you met on the internet, and we just happened by sheer luck and determination to beat Last Wish 63rd. It was that tribulation, all the other stuff, and in between that forged such a wonderful friendship. So thank you, and congrats for 300 episodes. I just wanted to say thank you so much for uh, doing Fireteam Chat and letting me be a part of it. That was crazy and a huge mistake. I was a listener of Fireteam Chat for years, ever before I was on the show. Uh, listened to it religiously every week. Also took every opportunity I could to talk to Steve and CJ and Fran and Destin and James Duggan and in the halls of IGN and just get my daily fix of talking about Destiny with anybody that I could. Uh, and I'm honored and hum humbled to have been friends with any of you guys and to be on the show was, I still can't believe that that even happened. Thank you very much for letting me be a part of the show. And as weird as it feels to say, thank you, Bungie, which, you know, I'm used to saying Bungie, please, and this just feels wrong. But uh, thank you, Bungie, for making this game that we all care about so much. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Thank you for putting so much energy and passion into covering Destiny as communities for so many years. I want to pass along our admiration from everyone at Bungie for what you have accomplished. A big thanks to Destin, Brian, Travis, CJ, and everyone else at IGN who was on the mic or behind the scenes helping to put FTC together over the years. Anyways, thanks again, and we'll see you in Destiny. And until next time, Guardians out. Guardians out. Guardians out. Guardians out. Guardians out. Guardians out. Remember, Guardians make their own fate. That was very, very nice, Travis. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, and Avantis for the edit. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to say. I, I said it in the opening monologue that um, you don't really realize how much of an impact you have until people talk about it. But also, you know, the show's more than just me. It's the, the people who watch the show. It's the people who have decided to do their own thing um, and, and make a positive impact on the community. And it, it's been just amazing to see how much it has grown. Um, Destiny's not about any one show or one person. It's, it's a community and in a way, I don't really feel like I'm leaving it because of course I'm gonna still be playing. <laughs> I just won't be doing Fireteam Chat every week, but uh, of course we will be back for the, the big stuff. Uh, thank you everybody who sent in a clip. Thank you everybody who's watched or said something positive. I really, really appreciate all of you. And, th and thank you, Travis, for all your work these last few weeks to, to keep the show going up until episode 300. Yeah, no problem. Happy to do it. Uh, and with that, I think we're ready for uh, a, a new segment, which was actually suggested by Lang Solo, one of my beloved followers. Uh, thank you very much for this great suggestion. He suggested that for episode 300, uh, since we're getting a little sentimental and touchy-feely here, instead of doing a, a bungee please, we could do a bungee thanks. Uh, and so uh, if you have one thing uh, that you would like to thank them for, and in, in classic bungee please manner, it can be as, uh, as pedantic and nitpicky as you'd like it to be. And so I have a perfect example this week that I've been uh, ch champing at the bit to talk about, uh, which is uh, thank you, Bungie, for giving me Eyes of Tomorrow. 
I know it was hard for you to do it. I know you really didn't want me to have that weapon, but uh, I got it. And I got it before Fireteam Chat's weekly news cadence ended. So uh, I'm happy to report that that happened. My, uh, my exotic collection is complete. Uh, especially with Vex Mythoclast, couldn't have come at a better time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the love. Uh, but but seriously, thanks for thanks for making this game and and you know letting me be a part of it in any way that I was able to find a way to do it. Uh, and and uh, yeah, thank you, Ryan. Where'd you come from? You made it. Oh, where? What is this? Where am I? <laughs> I was doing work and then suddenly I just this box is. What is it? Yeah, you know, better the, late than ever, but is there anything more <laughs> Brian than him showing up like two minutes before the episode ends, right? Yeah, we're in the middle of E3 planning, so I appreciate you making the time. We're in the Bungie thanks segment. Do you have any any thank yous for Bungie? Uh, thank you for Warlocks. <laughs> that is it. No, um, yeah, like, well, if it, that's the joke one, a more serious, but also kind of joke one. Thank you for Telesto. Um, nothing has been more exciting, <laughs> like every big update than seeing what Telesto can do to break the game. And, and after so many bug fixes and so many, so many adjustments, Bungie, you can't do anything to, to get that gun to stop breaking the game. So thank you for that one. But on a more serious note, I guess, like, without sounding more cliche, the game right like um you know i've been playing this game since the alpha came out in 2014 if it came out maybe even the alpha came out in 2013 2013 i don't remember but you know when the first playable demo came out you know i started playing this game and like fell in love instantly um you know there have been also you know hard times where you step away from the game for a long time because you get an exotic from a character class that you're not even playing yet so it pisses you off and you stop playing for <laughs> like six months but you know they you know they they've done a great job of like reeling me back in every time and you know and every time it's a blast and i've made tons of friends you know playing that game the friend game is real as much as it's been memed on and then also we got to do this show for like that's you know for six plus years right like i wasn't on it the whole time but i was always behind the scenes from its conception so it's been it's been cool to see it like grow and become what it is now so yeah like this game has been amazing and i thank bungie for it yeah that leaves you destin all right well i i wrote a few thoughts so this one's sort of interesting so to bungie i just want to say thank you for creating this game because what this game has done is it's it's created an amazing community uh just watching the community rally behind charitable causes uh rally behind each other and having a a, a strong positive community is is something that very few games can do and you've managed to do that you have a awesome vibrant community and i, I love seeing that uh secondarily it is a place that a lot of people call home Destiny for the last seven years has sort of been a through line in my life story. At my wedding, I jokingly recorded a video with my wife, challenging friend to a, a raid face off, right? And, um, you know, many, many um, Destiny things have happened that have, that have uh, coincided with real life things happening in my life. And I, I don't think I'm the only one that has had that sort of experience with the game. It's, it's definitely something special. And I've made a lot of friends. So it's a place where people feel accepted. You see somebody wearing a Destiny hat, you can usually talk to them about their experience with Destiny. And sometimes, you know, you just strike up a conversation and, and make new friends in real life. I, like Brian, Travis, Paul on the show, Fran, CJ, those are probably friends that I will 
will know and uh, cherish for the rest of my life because this game somehow brought us together to complain about Vault Space, talk about Telesto, <laughs> and make memories together. And, and that is something truly special. So thank you for that, Bungie. Well, All right. Well, that was been Bungie. Thanks, uh, Brian. Did you have something else to say? <laughs> no, no, I was just saying. Well said, to Destin. Yeah, well yeah. said indeed. Uh, Is that uh, it, that, that can that concludes episode three hundred. I think you can take us out, Destin. Yeah. Well, I think there's only one way to end a show that you've done for about seven years, and that's with a poorly synced outro. So <laughs> we're going to keep with the tradition. So I hope you'll join me at home, as cheesy as it sounds, or in your car, or at work, or wherever you're watching or listening to this. Because with that said, we have reached the end of this show. I hope you're ready for it, because that's it for this episode. This is where you point. So until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.